Life Podcasts presents The Poorcast with Lauren Palmer. Hands and paws unite to create South Africa's favorite podcast. Welcome back to The Poorcast. We have a bit of a weird situation at the moment going on in the country. So most of us are working from home, kind of in our own spaces. But that means that I could bring The Poorcast recording home with me. And do it with my dogs too, while you're listening. So best of both worlds. And in light of what's going on, I'm going to try and bring a little bit of positivity and happiness and playfulness back with this week's podcast, as we'll be talking about puppies. The truth, the really shitty stories, the exciting stories, the, the, the real nitty gritty behind owning a puppy. And with me to discuss it is a very dear friend of mine, Brad, who has just recently got a little corgi, um, but he'll tell you a little bit more. For now, let's welcome Brad. Hey, Lauren. Thanks for having me here. It's nice we can actually have this and be able to talk through the computer. doesn't matter. We can still chat. I know. You don't have to sit here looking at me. So. <laughs> Works out better for me. And you've got Obi with you, so you can't really complain. Oh, there's no complaints when Obi's around me. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about Obi? So I got Obi when he was three months old in November last year, and he is now seven months in two days' time. Already? So cute. I know, already seven months. (laughs) Okay. And tell me about your process. Why corgis? What was your research? You know, what made you go and actually follow through on it? So I always grew up with a whole bunch of different breeds of dogs, you know, living with family and everything like that. And then after moving out by myself, my roommate had a corgi and I just completely fell in love with the demeanor and the persona of the dog, its personality. It was just amazing. And I had to have one. So I chatted to my roommate, found out where he went through. He went through a breeder. So I reached out, looked around, got in contact. And with corgis in South Africa, you do have to wait a while. So I did have to wait about four months. But in that time, it gave me a chance to do a lot of research and look up and figure out about how to handle a corgi. But also having the person in the house with me was a big help for someone who's done it before. I personally also grew up with dogs, but it was a massive difference when it was my dog that I bought myself. That was my problem compared to the ones we grew up with. I don't know if you had the same situation. I suppose a little bit. I mean, my mom was always quite adamant that we had to raise the dogs ourselves, you know, although they became more attached to her, I think, because she was obviously living in the house. But it's definitely a slight difference when it's your own dog, 100%. So it's just more stuff to be aware, more stuff to be aware of and everything. But it, it doesn't make much of a difference. You know, if you like dogs and you've had pets before, it come, comes kind of naturally. Yeah, it does. But I mean, nothing can really prepare you for the massive change. <laughs> or the terror of a corgi. No, not at all. Okay, well, I mean, I personally, my story with little Moby, you were there. He was a bit of an interesting pup. I didn't really do much research when it came to him because I thought I wanted a spaniel. I went to spaniel welfare and there was a litter of puppies and I was like, taking, I want one. But I had the misfortune of getting a litter that contracted parvo. So it was touch and go whether they were going to survive. But I remember those first few days, I was petrified. I mean, owning a puppy on your own is scary, but worrying about sickness, all that sort of stuff is another thing. I know with um, Obi and one of the other breeders, there was a parvo threat. Was that a concern for you? Were you worried about that? All those sort of anxieties. How did you deal with them? Yeah, so initially I had got a call from the first breeder I spoke to and her litter had parvo and unfortunately they did lose quite a few puppies. 
So that changed things quite a bit. Yeah. But then she had passed me on to a friend of hers who was also reading and had one puppy left for me, which was amazing. But yet I still had that thought in the back of my mind that, you know, what if, you know, it's always a possibility mm-hmm. with new puppies and young dogs. But the breeder and the people I picked Obi up from were very friendly, very informative. He had had all his shots and vaccinations, everything he needed to up until that point of his life. So that was very comforting. They had records of everything. And then me just being me, maybe a bit over-responsible, over-protective, I guess, you know, took Obi to my vet that first week to get him to meet the vet, get him checked up. And you know, everything was fine, you know. And I guess it's just about keeping a close eye on your puppy initially to make sure nothing's wrong. I know for a lot of people, having a puppy on the weekend and then having to go to work on the Monday must be very difficult. So it has its ups, it has its downs, but owning a puppy, it takes up so much of your time and you just kind of have to figure out a way to make that puppy welcomed and be okay with a few of your things being chewed. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're you're 100% right. So as you said, I'm very lucky that I do get to work from home. So my time out of the house is limited. Yeah. And I had read a lot online initially about, and this was more from the state side in South Africa, about people doing crate training with their corgis. Oh, okay. And Corgis do like to become more attached to one owner. So I didn't really want to leave Obi in a tiny space. That felt kind of wrong. But I also didn't want to leave him to the whole house when we're gone, you know. Yeah. So I decided to, at least for the first couple of weeks, and while he was still tiny, I locked him up in my bedroom during the day. If I was out, it was never more than a couple of hours. So at least he could get used to my space, my smell, I mean, for me. And then every time I was home, I'd still let him then wander around the house and do whatever he wanted. But he was still attached, so he'd still stuck around me anyway. <laughs> and any chewing things, any um, socks or shoes that sort of were lost in the process? No, actually, nothing. Okay. I mean, he started to try to chew some of the skirting, but stopped him straight away. <laughs> and he's destroyed a couple of toys, but that's kind of normal for a dog. Yeah. But apart from that, he hasn't actually damaged much stuff. So I've been quite lucky with that. Okay. Well, what I decided to do with this podcast is I gave a a call out to the Instagram world and I asked them what was their experience with puppies. And every voice note I got had its different story. And I wanted to play them for you whilst giving you my five tips for having a puppy. Okay. So you've already touched on quite a few of them. But I want to make make my way through these five tips. And you can let me know if you think they're valid or applicable to you. So my number one tip, which you've already spoken about, is research. Finding out your puppy, you know, what are their conditions? What are they prone to? Do they need more stimulation, less stimulation? You know, you have to figure out what type of life you're going to have to give your pup, right? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, all dog breeds are different. And I think people are more aware of that these days than before. Yeah. So it's definitely a huge positive to understand your breed as they do have different requirements, especially when it comes to grooming and even health. Yeah. You know, you just got to be aware of certain stuff or you could scar your dog for life going forwards if you're not careful. Yeah. And at the same time, you can prepare, but there is a certain extent where you actually have to just take it on and whatever happens, happens because we don't know everything. So Yes, research, learn as much as you can, but also prepare yourself for like the most unheard of experiences because you actually don't know what you're going to get. I mean, know what to do if something does go wrong. Yeah. Whether that's your vets in a certain area or who's open 24 hours, who you can call. So it's just being prepared. and then Yeah, that's a very good point, fun. actually. And nowadays, it's so easy to find those vets, find those 24-hour things, but that's what our community is for. So, you know, for anyone who's looking for advice or places to go to, that's what 
what the community is there for. So message and find out where your closest vets and things are. Our second tip is to hide your valuables. Now, you said that Obi hasn't chewed anything. I have had the opposite experience. Moby had a really good time chewing on my uh, fiber line. I'm sure I, you remember me talking <laughs> about him. So <laughs> he has probably three pairs of tackies. He's chewed a whole bunch of teddy bears, my teddy bears, not just his toys. The fiber line that we spent weeks trying to figure out what was wrong and he had actually just chewed the line, carpets. He's chewed all sorts of things. And the most annoying part is that it's been so sporadic. So he'll go through a phase of like chewing every day, coming home to him bringing an entire palm tree inside to nothing for like two months. And then suddenly two pairs of tackies are taken. So <laughs> there's no way that you can actually prepare yourself because you never know. You never know when Obi, which I'm crossing fingers, he eventually gets his chewing phase because you need to prepare <laughs> yourself accordingly. Well, I completely agree with you. I mean, <laughs> you know, all dogs can be different. So maybe I got lucky in the fact that it didn't happen, but I was mm-hmm. quite strict. If I saw him trying to chew something or whatever, I'd always try to stop him. Yeah. From it. But maybe he's got a bit more of a taste for flesh because he likes chewing my hand a lot, but <laughs> nothing else. Good. I hope he keeps chewing it because it's your turn mm-hmm. to feel some pain. But on the same note, so we have another corgi in the house sky and with obi i think maybe obi's also learned a lot from sky sky doesn't chew and sky is very well behaved so it's quite possible that that goes hand in hand somehow i'm not 100 percent sure but i know obi has learned a lot from sky's persona too around the house well i mean if i look at mia she was raised i raised her with my roommate in cape town and her cocker spaniel was super well behaved little winnie was such a special little creature she taught mia everything she knows and she also didn't chew i lie she chewed socks a lie <laughs> but still she still is really much more well behaved than moby so yeah. there might be some theory in that <laughs> rather put it away and avoid that risk or you learn the hard way but yeah i guess that's how life works <laughs> our third one is to celebrate the small victories so how has your training been with obi well i suppose i haven't been training him classically like with uh puppy school, anything like that. That's completely on me. I should have done it, but I just never, ever got around to it. Yeah. I would say he is lacking in some obedience and even listening to me at some points. But in terms of basic training, like house training and sitting and stuff like that, it's actually gone quite well. Okay. Right from the start, from bringing him home, again, from doing the research, you know, I need to take him out every couple hours during the day, you know, even immediately after food to try force that routine in him. And if he did have an issue inside, to try to discipline him straight yeah. away and then take him outside. So it's, again, just about trying to understand your dog's behavior and how they respond to certain learning techniques too. Yeah. But I was taking Obi out every two hours. You know, I'm maybe a little bit over paranoid, but I was doing that. And he had a couple issues in the first month, maybe like November into December. But apart from that, we've had no issues. So I've been quite lucky, I think. I mean, but Obi sounds like an absolute now, angel. Yeah. <laughs> we got a few voice notes from the Instagram people, as I mentioned. And we have one from Luna. She sent a very nice voice note about her little Cocker Spaniel. No bias whatsoever, from my point of view. She speaks about the small victories. So I'm going to play her voice note for you quick. Hello, my name is Candice and I am Luna, the Golden Spaniel's mom. 
Yeah, so here's my two cents about the trials and tribulations of having a puppy. People don't always tell you what a responsibility it is to have a well-cared-for puppy. Smart dogs like Luna need a lot of attention. And it's not just playtime, but also teaching her good behavior and rooting out the undesirable ones, as well as teaching her tricks, which takes a lot of time out of our day. We had planned to self-train her and had expected it to to be time-consuming, but to be honest, it has been even greater than expected in terms of the daily playtime that she clearly craves. We had seen on days where we weren't able to give her all the attention she needs, she would actually start showing bad behavior like digging and chewing things she shouldn't. So just making sure she was physically and mentally challenged in a day was enough to prevent bad behavior. If I must be honest, what has been tough for us is the separation anxiety that she goes through. She really struggles being left alone or even just separated from you. For example, if I even head out into the garden she and she can see me through the door, she'll cry, even start to panic. Yeah, so we've been following Zach George's story. He is the number one subscribe YouTube dog trainer and we like his philosophies of training dogs through positive reinforcement and building a trusting relationship with your dog. So we've been using his books to help us train our pup and um, yeah, he's helped us with everything from basic training to problems like separation anxiety. Making the effort to teach her good behavior and fun bonding experiences has made her a really pleasurable pup. Yeah, and when you start seeing successes in the things that you have taught her, such as getting her to drop something that she shouldn't have picked up. So, for example, we went for a walk on the beach the other day and she picked up a piece of garbage and I asked her to drop it and she immediately did. And we celebrated her for fighting her own natural urge, which makes her happy and us happy. So not to mention protecting her from things she shouldn't be eating. His training extends also into fun things like now she readily gives her paw when I ask and she plays a really good game of fetch. And um, what we've learned from the last four months is that all the effort we put into her now is returned tenfold in a happy and well-behaved pup that brings us joy every day. So that's Luna's mom. Thank you so much for sending that voice note. I can really relate to that because it is about the small things. So you mentioned Luna on the beach being able to shout drop and she drops it. That just that moment of her listening to you, you feel like you're actually getting somewhere. So yes, it might be two steps forward and, and you know one step back, but at least you're moving forward. And I had that with Moby 100% because because he had parvo, he had really bad tummy issues. He wasn't doing very well. So a tiny step step for me was like a solid poop you know then I was like chuffed and now I look back and think like there were such tiny victories that I focused on and that's what got me through owning a puppy because sometimes it's not as happy and cuddly as you may think so I don't know if you had something similar with Obi or if if he's just an angel oh so I mean small victories always great like you know, when the dog listens to your command or your action and responds to it, it's a great feeling because, you know, you've got something across for them and that's actually listening to you. But it's also with the house training for Obi was, you know, he goes outside and all by himself, even if it's raining and he does his thing, you know, I don't have to ask him, you know, he'll follow me outside. And it's those little things, you know, that he, he knows what he's meant to do when he's meant to do it. Yeah. He's and that's always such a great feeling to see. Yeah. Take them time to enjoy those small moments of where they start to learn your routine and start to pick up on one or two things that you've taught them. I think those are really important to celebrate. I agree with you completely. So number four, which impacted me massively, is your sleep and routine, right? So that changes 
drastically. I was barely sleeping. My whole routine changed. I Yes, I do own my own business, so I can work from home, but you still have your daily things that you have to get done. That suddenly, you know, something that was so simple, going to the shops to buy some milk, I couldn't leave Moby alone for two seconds. Like it, it, be, it changed my entire world. So I don't know if how it impacted your routine. How did OB make you you know, a bit more aware of him? Did you change anything? Tell me a little bit about your routine. Yeah, so initially I was at home quite a bit when I was very young, which was quite nice for the first few days. But it's always that first step when you leave the house for the first time yeah. and leave your puppy behind. It's it's horrible. And I remember talking to you about it because I wasn't sure how he was behaving, you know, alone. So I'd even left up my webcam on in my room, Yep. even just a microphone on, just because I wanted to hear if he was possibly whining or barking or anything like that, you know, so I could try to understand what he was going through. And I never picked up anything. I didn't see anything. So that was always good to know. But it did take a while through the routine. I mean, he had some early morning starts up before five o'clock wanting to go outside <laughs> and things like that. But yeah. and it does take some getting used to. And, you know, like you've got to break up your routine to, to train them, to take them out. It does take a lot of time. But if you also try to get them to fit into your routine, it works. And I did that with Obi. So instead of taking him out at five o'clock when you normally want to, I'd, I'd risk it and try sleeping a bit longer and leave him. Then I'd take him out at proper five and then maybe the next time would be six. And now if I sleep through in the morning, which I don't often sleep past seven anyway, on a good day, Obi will have no problems. And if he wants to go outside, he'll just wake me up and like bite my face. And then I know he wants to go outside. If you have to do it by little, by little, by little. But I mean, those mm. pups, they've come from their mom. They've come from a whole litter of siblings. So to suddenly be on their own, you have to be patient. You have to be able to take the time to have those half an hour intervals because they are going to adjust and they will adjust. I think that's the number one rule is to let everyone know that when you get a puppy, they will adjust to you. It takes time and just be a little bit patient. Exactly. And it, it just... Yeah, just be patient, don't rush anything, even with the CD, just take your time and it will all fall into place eventually. It might take a couple of months, but the more effort and time you put in, yeah. the easier it will become going forwards. And I think a massive tip to add to that is to do the, the webcam because I did that for Mia a few times because when I moved apartments, I wanted to make sure they weren't barking during the day so that if a neighbor complained or anything like that, I had proof that she actually wasn't because I knew, I knew she didn't bark but I knew she barked for like a little bit, but then, you know, after 10 minutes, she knew I wasn't coming back and then she'd go quiet. And in my previous complex, I always had someone who was complaining and that's why I did it. So a really handy tip is to open up your webcam on your computer. Like Brad did, he used just his microphone, just to hear if your dogs are yelping, crying, hear what they're up to while you're out for the whole day. And, you know, when you first have a puppy, it can be one of the most important things to do because you're still getting to know your pup. You don't know. So keep that in mind when you're thinking of getting a little pup. So to add to that tip of, you know, watch your sleep and your routine, we have a voice note from Mariette. Hello, Mariette here, dog mom to Cabo's the German Shepherd. One thing we weren't fully prepared for as first-time dog owners as adults was the responsibility and impact he would have on our lives. You are aware things are going to change, but you aren't prepared for the amount of love you will have for your furball. It is involuntary to worry about him and to wonder what he's up to when you're not around. We weren't prepared for the lack of sleep either. But finally, at about four months, he is starting to sleep through the night. You also quickly learn that you have gaps in your knowledge. 
I was sitting on the couch eating grapes on one farm. Gabos quickly ate it, and I thought it should be fine. When I googled it, Dr. Google gave me the worst diagnosis that one grape can kill even a small dog, and I was totally unaware. After phoning the vet, they stated he will be fine and listed a bunch of warning signs just in case. But that was something that I wasn't aware of at all. Growing up, we were taught to discipline our dogs, but with Gabos, we are doing positive training. To be honest, it can be extremely frustrating when he doesn't want to listen. You just have to be patient and know that he doesn't understand you yet. It is amazing to see how the bond grows with your fur baby as you both learn each other's, other's languages. I love the feeling of teaching him a new command and seeing his brain churning to figure it out. I also love seeing how his personality is coming out. The best part is we love him more and more each day and he enriches our lives. Thank you so much, Mariette, for sending that voice note. She is behind the account, uh, Kobos the German Shepherd. She touched a little bit on how your sleep changes and now at four months, only their pup is starting to sleep through the night. So we obviously are very lucky, Brad. But she also touched on the next part, which is tip number five, relating to our knowledge. So I've made tip number five, be humble and learn. So yes, we can research, we can learn everything we need to learn from internets, friends, breeders, all that stuff. But there's always going to be a gap in what we know. So she gave the example of how grapes aren't the greatest for dogs. Avocado isn't good for dogs. Sweetener isn't good for dogs either. So those sort of things that you learn when you get the pup are so valuable and doesn't mean that you're any less of a dog mom so or dad. My apologies, Brad. So I, I love that voice note because it was so humble and so honest about how she was learning. Everyone around them was just learning as they went along and they were patient enough to give the dog the time of day. So, you know, were there any gaps in your knowledge or anything that you learned only once you got Obi? Um, I think, again, I was a bit lucky. You know, I grew up with a lot of dogs throughout my whole life and then also having the other corgi sky in the house that I've been through all those experiences before yeah but like if there's typical dog behavior even and what they can eat can't eat and how they should do so I've been quite lucky with that but it's just not to be too hard on yourself you know because things are going to happen and things are going to go wrong your dog is going to do stuff but it's just just to expect it and to be try be as ready as you can for it yeah. But it's going to happen. We can't know everything about little dogs. We can't. And I mean, every dog is going to be different. One of my favorite accounts actually is Eco the Floof. I don't know if you followed them, but she is a gorgeous, gorgeous little pup. Um, the mom absolutely adores her and got her to become her therapy dog later. She also suffers a little bit from anxiety like me too. So when she sent her voice note, it really kind of touched me. I've wanted Echo for 10 years. Um, I fell in love with the breed first time and, you know, I prepared everything for the puppy. I've got um, insurance and I got leads and treats and, you know, I read up about everything and I kind of made sure that I was prepared for more or less anything that could happen um, from parvovirus, you know, reading up about what they do, if they're lethargic or get car sick or no, I even have a medical aid for pets, um, medical aid kit for pets and everything like that. I've been, I've, I felt prepared um, before I got so I definitely felt like I, I did everything I could do to prepare for her. Because if you don't know about something, you can't prepare for it. Funny thing is, dog person that I am, an animal lover that I am, the day after we got Echo... I had a mini breakdown, <laughs> um, mostly because I felt like 
I have problems with anxiety and stuff, so she's going to be my therapy dog one day. But I'm used to being in control. And with this, I felt like I could not control her. But not just her, but what she does and how she does it. Because, you know, as dogs, they have their own personalities. They have their own ways of thinking and doing. And because she's still a baby of eight weeks, she literally couldn't do anything for herself you know she had to get into our routine and our lives and I think that was very hard for me to 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 cope with because you can't be prepared for everything and I was prepared for everything except how I would react at the end of the day which actually does suck <laughs> a lot because I wanted this this puppy for you know I wanted Bernice Mountain Dog for so long having her after 10 years is just amazing to me and I broke down I had anxiety attack I cried every single morning I had her feeling like I was way too overwhelmed I was not the best thing for her I had to give her back my fiance actually had to really be very stern with me and tell me no you're not taking her back you'll be fine she'll get better you'll get better you just need to adjust and I think people just think of dogs like, oh, it's just another dog, you know, whatever. And they don't see their dogs as actual family members. It's, it's of course, changing um, from what I've seen. It's, it's changing a lot because, you know, there's a lot more bigger animal-friendly vibe out there. You know, people making Instagrams with the dogs and actually treating them like we've always meant to. But I know South Africa still has a culture of a dog is a dog, a dog stays outside, blah, blah type of thing. And for me, coping with a puppy was really hard. It's not something I expected because everyone's like, oh my goodness, I've got a puppy. It's the best time. But it's frustrating because they're still babies and you can't tell them what to do. You can't make them understand you right away. You know, it's repetition, it's routine. And you can't prepare for everything, even though you think you can, you think you are. And... Um, it was difficult in the beginning. It's still difficult. I mean, right now she's she's three months going on four months and she's not sleeping at the moment. She she just doesn't sleep. She's busy during the day with uh, daycare, but she she just doesn't sleep. So she keeps us up at night still. Um, there are still times that I feel like I don't know what I what she wants from me when she whines or when she sits funny or when she pours at me. I still kind of want to break down, not as badly, but... I feel like I don't understand or I'm not connected. I don't know. But the thing is, is you, there won't always be an instant bond. If there is, great, amazing. But if there's not, then that's okay because you're still learning each other. You're still getting to know each other. And um, for me, it was really frustrating getting that. Um, Echo is amazing. She'll make a great therapy dog one day. But for now, you know, she's still a baby and babies need time and potty training was easy i know a lot of people are worried about that but potty training was easy i think some dogs just know and understand but for me with her she's very confident dog and she's got a very strong personality and she's cheeky so if i scold her she kind of barks back you know she kind of has that little edgy attitude where she's like oh really you can't tell me what to do type of thing and um yeah, so for me, that was really hard. I, I couldn't be in control of her, and I needed to tell myself that you won't be. You can't be. This is something you're, you're just going to have to 
overcome with time and I'm still overcoming it. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a process. It's definitely a process having a puppy. I kind of felt like I had postpartum in the beginning and people will call me stupid or silly for this, but I kind of felt like I had postpartum in the beginning because I cried every day. Um, and I almost, this is a very bad thing, I don't want to admit it, but I remember the second day I put up a little Polaroid we took of her and I actually felt like I resented this little puppy, this beautiful little soul for me feeling this way, like my life is changing now because of her. But at the end of the day, I wanted her. I wanted this change. I wanted this puppy. But I think my anxiety and my need to be in control made me think of these horrid things. And um, But now, now everything is 100% now and she's beautiful and, you know, she's going to daycare and everything. So to everyone out there who's thinking of getting a puppy and, you know, you're preparing, which is great, but just remember you can't always prepare for everything, even though you think you are best prepared, which is great. But honestly, it's it's tough. You'll They'll bring out stuff in you, you you didn't even know you had because problems you didn't even know you had or issues or even strengths, you know. Sometimes they bring out strengths you didn't even know you had. So I think it's amazing and scary, but for the most part, it's amazing. It really is like having a kid. And people can hate me for saying that, but it really is like having a kid. Thank you so much, Nastasia, for sending that voice note. It was so honest and I could relate to it so in such a big way because you do feel like you've taken on a lot sometimes when you get a puppy. So when you're sad and when you feel like you made a mistake, it's okay because it will pass and your pup will be loving and everything you've ever wanted it to be. You just have to continue to be patient because that's all that you can really do it's going to take time you need to learn puppy needs to learn and it's okay that it's not the greatest for a little bit because those good times are going to outweigh those great times tenfold so just be patient always i agree with you completely (laughs) i've actually interviewed the wrong person with you today because you have an angel so i can't even complain oh he still has his moments he still can be a little terror with you know, trying to bite you and chew in your hand, but otherwise he's pretty, pretty decent. <laughs> I think you did get it lucky, but you are also a very calm parent. So often if we are anxious or a little bit concerned, like I know um, Brienne McCorgy, Kim's little pup, um, who we interviewed in one of the first podcasts, she also struggled with little Brie, but she brings so much joy, so much happiness, all the little shit that she brings. It's all part of her charm and the love we have for our little pups. And I know I feel the same about Moby. So clearly Brad will not comment on that because his little Obi is too nice. Oh, I know. Like he can be a little <laughs> cheeky thing sometimes, but he's still, it, it's his personality. He makes up for it when he's all sweet and cuddly sometimes. So it's just part of it. You know, you yeah, just got to enjoy is. it. And yeah, um, so it's definitely how- his personality. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, we also got a very sweet little letter from a pup. Now, I thought this was so perfect to sum up having a pup. It's from Little Diesel and Mojo. I've featured them a few times, but it's obviously a Cocker Spaniel. Not that there's any bias once again, but she wrote a very beautiful little poem that I want to read. Um, so it basically goes like this. If it moves, I will chase it. If I can put my mouth over it, I will chew it. 
My stomach and my brain are not yet connected, so I can eat and eat and eat and, yes, you guessed it, eat. I can even fall asleep while eating. Potty train me quick, but remember, by the time I realize I need to go, it's too late already. My teeth are sharp, but it's not going to stop me from attacking your feet. Shoes, slippers, and socks are always in season. I will make some ventilation holes for you. No need to thank me. I'm never naughty, just very, very curious and still in training. When you sleep, I'm awake. When I sleep, you are awake. Remember, I am new to this world. I must explore and I simply must taste everything or at least chew it a little. But with your patience, love and guidance, I will become your most loyal companion, your protector, your cuddle partner and most of all, your best friend. I promise I will always be happy to see you, even if you are only away for five minutes. Thank you so much to Little Mojo. I know that came from the heart, and I know a lot of us can relate. And when we are having those tough times, we just remember that our little babies adore us, and they are just learning how to exist in this big, bad world. Celebrate those little moments. Celebrate those happy, happy times, because they are always going to outweigh the bad So with that, I want to summarize our five tips. So number one, do your research. Find out what pup's going to suit you, what you need to do when you get that pup, how all of that works, but also know that it's okay to not know everything. Number two, hide your valuables. Hide everything because your pup will chew, they will explore, they will find things, and it's not the end of the world if they do chew stuff. That's part of the beginning teething process. Number three, Celebrate the small victories. So focus on little things that you see changes, you see growth, you see little little steps forward in your little pooch. Those are important. Number four, just keep in mind that your sleep and your normal routine is going to change, but it will be for the better. It'll be exciting. It'll be new. You'll go on walks. You'll wake up earlier. There are lots of positives to that change in your routine. And number five, be humble and learn. It's okay to not know absolutely everything right brad completely you got to learn on the way as you go (laughs) brad thank you so much for joining us today before we do our final tinder question would you mind telling our listeners where do we find you what is ob's instagram account as well as your photography account i know you take amazing photos thanks lauren thank you for that so you can find little ob on Instagram and it's ob full stop the corgi so ob dot the corgi I'm sure Lauren will be showing that too so you'll be able to find it and then on my photography side is Shutterbot and the account is at Shutterbot RSA fantastic before you disappear on us Brad we want to know if Obi had a Tinder profile what would his one liner be my stick is bigger than yours. <laughs> And that's on his collar, so I think it's kind of apt. Is it on his collar? It's on his little tag on his collar, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. (laughs) Okay, I have a new favorite bio. Well done, Brad. Well done, Obi. Good job. Hey, Obi. He's just looking at me. (laughs) Brad, thank you so much for taking the time to have this podcast with me. I know puppies are always a happy topic, and sometimes people don't understand the responsibility that comes with it. But I just wanted to do an episode where we discuss that, yeah, it is difficult, Yes, there are amazing times, but just be patient, learn from the experience and join the dog community. I mean, why not? 
Cool. Thanks so much, Lauren. It was an honor to be on the podcast and it's a great privilege to be part of this community. You know, a great way for your dogs to socialize and to meet new people too. So it's really awesome. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for that, Brad. Life Podcasts presents The Podcast <laughs> with Lauren Palmer.